You are now entering the Bronx. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello! Hello! You're on the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. And we're back! Yay! Yay! I had a very long vacation. I know, it was fun. And I was... Well, were you there? Oh, that was you in the bushes. I I was the guy with the big sunglasses and the giant purple wig trying to be inconspicuous. Yeah, we saw you. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, but thank you for for keeping tabs on us. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that Mickey was uh, behaving himself. Yep, we had a fantastic week in Disney World, and my my in-laws, my husband's parents... You know, paid for the hotel and food and tickets, and were insanely generous with us, and so we just had a true vacation. It was great. That's fantastic. I know. It is a part, it's like, kind of like, just make it rain. They made it rain, but it rained fucking food. We ate so much. We got the deluxe dining plan, right? And and we um, were eating two and three sit-down, three-course meals every day. It was insane. But great, because those were the moments where we could get it out of the... Out of the sun. Oh, yeah. Into the air yeah. conditioning. Nobody yeah. likes the sun. No, because it's... I don't know if people know this, but it's hot it in Florida hot. in the summer. It is. And so, yeah. But it's we... also muggy. Yeah. There sure are mosquitoes. There are mosquitoes and alligators. And alligators. Yes, and they're uh, all coming at you. And if you go on the safari ride, there's hippos. There are. You, I sent Jason a nice picture of a baby hippo. I love the baby hippo. We got to see the baby hippo right after it was born yeah. on a toy ride. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like... It's like 100-pound bundle of joy. I was like, I want to take it home. <laughs> you can't take it home. That's, I know, but you I, can't do I that. don't want it to. You really don't want a hippo, though, I think. Um, a grown hippo at your house. I'm pretty sure I do. Okay, you're going to have to You're gonna have to install quite the pond out there. Yeah, but you know what? Like, if I get into an uh, a argument with my neighbor, I'm like, I don't know. What does my hippo have to say about it? Well, the hippo probably only Speak has... Speak softly to... and have a hippo. I mean, hippos are <laughs> dangerous, sure, but, like, you're going to be the kind of hippo owner that really feeds his hippo well. So the yeah. hippo won't be, like, angry and mad and hungry. No. And you can't really sick a hippo on a person. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can. <laughs> oh, actually, I've never tried to hippo train. <laughs> so I should probably not say that prematurely. I just I just want to hug a hippo every day. <laughs> That's really all I want. <laughs> well, you know what? I want that for you. Good luck to you. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, Jason and Matt were so, so kind and kept our babies, our Luke and Leia, alive and happy while and we were, were gone. they were great. They were wonderful. Yeah, I know. They did good. I they was did happy. really good, and they were super cuddly. Mm-hmm. It was really it was really sweet. One morning, I had to get up super early, because Matt had to get up super early, and Luke and Leia were... You just were... do everything he does? Well, I just get up early anyway, but, like, <laughs> if he gets up really early, then I'm kind of awake. Okay. Um, and so I went out, and the dogs were like... Why are we waking up? Mm-hmm. So I let them out, and then we lay on my like uh, chair and a half with mm-hmm. a little uh, like leg rest thing, mm-hmm. and I went back to sleep with them on top of me. Yeah, it was so cute. That is a, it's a good moment. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. They were just like they were like, yeah, we're gonna sleep again. That's great. Yeah, that's fine. You know, that's their that's their <laughs> default mode. Yeah. yeah, all right, fine, sleeping, good. Yeah, that works. <laughs> oh, we're we gonna eat or walk or no sleep. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice, but thank you again. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, it's been a minute since we've been here in the studio. Yeah. 
and uh, I'm excited to get back. Yeah, me too. Excited to learn about some stuff. You been well? I have been well. Yeah? It's been, there's been a lot of ups and downs lately, but uh, we're doing well, and uh, got some good news that'll be coming out soonish. I can't give the good news yet. Can't give that good news yet, And uh, I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Once we know, we'll be we'll be shouting about it, and uh, and ho- hopefully by the time this airs, our Kickstarter will probably be finished. That'd be good, cause and it's then close. we're gonna start giving our shout outs to people. Wahoo! Well, there's people who get Some, sh- people bought those. A couple people. Nice. So we're gonna be shouting at you soon. Yes. Thank you. Oh dear. <laughs> hey, it's not done yet. I know, but I can still scream thank you. That's true. Done. That's not a particular shout out. That's yeah. just shouting. That's yeah. just annoying me. Hello. Hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. So great news coming soon. And uh, uh, irons in the fire. Yeah. Stuff happening, moving, shaking. Yeah. Things going on. Like shake and bake. <laughs> Fucking love shake and bake. Who doesn't? Well, okay. It's so tasty. Can, can we go ahead and have a more common opinion than that? Everyone loves shake and bake. Um, it's pumpkin shake and spice bake. lattes are good. That's a pretty common opinion. You're, you're a white girl. <laughs> okay, you're a basic white girl. I like fall. <laughs> oh, I totally am a basic white girl. I know. We yeah. love you for it. Yeah. I All love right. It. Let's dive in. All right. Let's right? do it. Uh, yeah. So. Um, Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we are going to be talking about some kind of tragedy coming okay. up here. Yeah. Uh, because that's what we think about all the time. I line, yes. But, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, did you say eyeliner? I, uh, I was going like, to start saying I love tragedies, but I was like, I really don't, but I like finding I a bright of, side. What's funny is I kind of do now. Oh, okay. Like, after like thinking about, if I hear about some weird shit in history, you know? You're like, what's I'm good like, about Ooh, it? we could dig into that, yeah. you know? Like, what, like I want to hear about all the gory shit. Anyway. But before we get to the, the tragedy that we're going to be talking about today, yeah. as always, we are talking about... The Bright Spot. The Bright Spot is something that ha- is going on this week or currently in the news right Yay. now that we can take some heart from. All right? Are you ready for this week's Bright Spot? I am. I've been waiting. You you are ready for any good news. All right. Here's the good news. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. This week's Bright Spot is that Alan Alda has Parkinson's disease. No. No. But hey, wait. Hold what on. What the fuck? Why are you looking at me like that? All right. So this week... That's I love Alan Alda. I love Alan Alda, too. Everybody loves Alan Alda. It's, he's like the shake and bake of actors. Yeah. yeah. For one thing. Yes. But Alan Alda went on Instagram this week to announce himself that he'd been diagnosed with Parkinson's. Okay. And this is what he said. I decided to let people know I have Parkinson's to encourage others to take action. I was diagnosed three and a half years ago, but my life is full. I act, I give talks, I do my podcast, which I love. If you get a diagnosis, keep moving. And he announced it. He's been living with it for three and a half years that he knew about it. Well, living with it longer, but diagnosed three and a half years ago. And he boxes and he does, he takes tennis lessons or, or he plays tennis. He juggles. You know, and he said that he's not entering dementia. He says, quote, I'm no more demented than I was before. <laughs> because uh, that's how Alan Alda is. You yeah. know? So he, the reason I brought it up this week is that he's really wonderful. I love Alan Alda. And he came out with that announcement this week to inspire people. To not get you know, depressed to not go down a hole if they get a diagnosis like that. Yeah. And he's, you know, 
Uh, I, for one, he's about to get another subscriber to his podcast. I didn't know he had a podcast, but I'm about to subscribe. I heard about it. I can't wait to subscribe myself. Yeah, so uh, Alan Alda, I'm, I just think, I just really applaud the way that he took ownership of it himself because he saw his thumb twitching in, in, in some dailies of some thing that he was doing okay. acting-wise. And he said, you know, somebody's going to write this from a sad perspective, and that's not where I am. Yeah. You know, he's like, my life is full, and I have all these things that I get to do and I can still do. He's been married to his wife, Arlene, since 1957. He is one of the... Uh, so I have an Alan Alda story. Oh, great. Um, I was in New York, about to go to school, and as we know, I like it when people fall and things like that happen. Yes. Right? And he was in town for the stage production of Glen Gary, Glen Ross, mm. which I saw him in, and he was... Oh my fucking god, good. Yeah. Anyway, he was in a grocery store, and I was in a grocery store, mm -hmm. and I watched this guy, I didn't know it was him at first, mm -hmm. but it was Alan Alda, is behind me in the grocery line, and he like fumbled with his glasses and dropped them, but mm -hmm. it was kind of comical, mm -hmm. and I almost laughed, and I was trying really hard not to, because it's not polite to laugh at someone who just... Like in their face, sure, right it. at them. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and of course, I look up and it's fucking Alan Alda, and I was mm -hmm. just like, I enjoy your work, and then I walked away. <laughs> so nice. I didn't help him at all. I just no, that's, that's I couldn't handle it. What a great Alan Alda story. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, if you're listening, thank you for yeah. If Alan Alda me. is listening to this podcast, <laughs> you never know. You don't know. He lives a full life. He does. He does. And no full life is complete without listening to the bright side with Kevin and Jason. Share with your friends and family. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to share that bright spot because it was actually really inspiring to me. Yeah, I because like that. he is meeting it with typical Alan Aldaness. Yeah. And just being so bright and positive, he posted a video of himself juggling in order to announce it. I, that was what that that was I the ca that, that was the caption. What I read was the caption to the video of him juggling, saying, "Everybody, I have Parkinson's, and this is me." <laughs> I would, love him. He would do that. You know that he did it. Um, he did he, do that. He, well, I just no, told you that. No. <laughs> that's literally did how you know he that did he it. He juggled when he announced it. <laughs> If Alan Alda, I think if Alan Alda was announcing he had Parkinson's, he would do it by juggling on yeah. Instagram. No, he did. A, he started a program for doctors to learn how yeah. to talk to patients better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, with improv. Yep. He was like, doctors need to learn how to have better bedside manner. Mm -hmm. And since he's a beloved TV doctor, sure. people listen to him. And yep. So thank you, Alan. Thank you, Alan Alda. I think you're an inspiring person and a great actor and just a great fucking human being. Yeah. And you're the bright spot for me. I love it. Thank you. Yay. What's your thing? It's less inspiring. Woo! But, all right, let's get into it. Let's do it. All right. We're talking about tragedy. What are we talking about this week, Jason? So, who doesn't love a festival? I don't know. Who doesn't love balloons? Nobody I'd care to know. Okay, so a balloon fest is a perfect storm of happiness, right? I'd say so. Or is it just a perfect storm? You tell me! <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about the infamous Balloon Fest 86... Oh. Which was supposed to help support charity and people, but actually caused quite a problem. Okay. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> All right. United Way of Cleveland, the Cleveland branch of the United Way of America or the United Way of the World. I guess there's a giant organization. Did you just tell me that United Way of Cleveland is the Cleveland branch of the United Way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, didn't know about United Way. Okay, but I I think you might be getting a little too into the details yeah. there. Well, <laughs> you don't know yet. I'm just kidding. So, United Way of Cleveland right. had a plan of releasing two million balloons to help bring attention to their charity oh. and to raise money. What is United Way? 
Uh, well, we'll get there. Okay. It's, it's going to happen in a little bit. we got to learn a bit, little bit about balloons and stuff first. We get to learn about the physics of balloons? A little bit. Okay. So, the United Way of Cleveland was mm-hmm. selling balloons at $1 for two balloons. All right. For their charity. What event. does that break down to? I'm trying to do the math. Okay, got it. So. It's 50 cents a balloon. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Just kidding. So, they would stop selling around 1.4 million balloons, though, even though they were aiming for 2 million. There's a reason for this. Oh. Um, they sold 1.4 million balloons that way? Well, I don't know if they actually sold 2 million or if they sold 1.4 plus. Like, okay. they were close to 1.5. Okay. In the 80s, publicity stunts were, like, this big thing, right? Sure. Uh, only the year before, in 1985, which was a good year, Disney had broken the world record. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> for the most balloons released at once by releasing 1.2 million at the same time. Disney World Land? Disneyland. Land. Like in Anaheim. Oh, okay. And they did it for to celebrate its 30th birthday. All right, so in 1985, Disney released a 1.2 million balloons. All at once. At once. Yeah. Cool. They basically got, like, all these people together to hold bags of, like, a thousand balloons, and then they were like, let your bags go! Wow. And then the balloons released, and it was, like, this whole... Gorgeousness. Yeah. A beautiful... What- Princess in the sky. I mean, here's the thing. It's like they, I don't know. I struggle with it. They they were they released them. People over 55 miles away could see them, which was cool, wow. right? And they assumed that the balloons would just float off into the deserts of Nevada and then just decompose. I guess. Sure. I really couldn't find out much more information about the cleanup, but mm-hmm. Disney was like, "Who gives a shit?" I guess it's just, I, it's Nevada's that, problem. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that they did have these decomposable um, balloons, even though they're like latex and plastic and yeah. stuff. So it's like. The balloon fest ones, they had decomposable latex balloons. Okay, so they're using decom. Well, that's good. So that's, yeah. that's forward thinking. Because so, at least they have figured out that what goes up must come down. That's good. Right. All right. When Disney was like, progressive. we're in the Guinness Book of World Records. Fuck the environment, I guess. <laughs> they, their attitude has changed come on, dramatically. The, well, yeah, it has. It was the 80s, though. Come I, on. I know. We I didn't know about environmentalism and stuff. I hadn't been born yet to tell everyone about it. I'm like the prophet. Those were the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Disney beat the prior record holder, which was Japan, with 384,000 balloons the year prior in 1984. This escalated quickly. I know. 384,000 to 1.2 million? Right. Come on, Disney. And I just love that for three years in a row, people were basically trying to beat the world record for how many balloons they could unleash upon the world at once. Yeah. Like, you know... Who cares about reduced for three years? <laughs> three years in a row. Yeah. So we're talking about the third one. It makes yeah. me sound like it was the last one ever. Uh, it's I just I couldn't find any more afterwards. Okay. So all right. So who was behind this balloon fest '86? Right, Cleveland, I guess. The United Way of Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's learn a little bit about the United Way of America. Okay, sure. They were founded in 1887, and they're based out of Alexandria, Virginia. Okay. I don't know if they started there. It was very confusing. I was looking up their Wikipedia page and mm-hmm. their stuff because I was trying really hard, and I was just like, this does not make sense. Someone... Well, that's that's good, because if you're an international charity, you really want to be... Confusing uh, and then... Un- yeah, unclear <laughs> about what your mission is, or where you're based, or what your, your well, origin mission, story is. The mission's clearer. Oh, okay. Okay, so quote from Wiki... 
United Way's focus is to identify and resolve pressing community issues and make measurable changes in communities through partnerships with schools, government agencies, businesses, organized labor, financial institutions, community development corporations, voluntary and neighborhood associations, the faith community, and others. I'm sorry. Basically everyone. I'm super not clear. <laughs> um, the main areas include education, income, and health. So they work with everybody to solve everything. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's... <laughs> okay, you're right. That's clear. But they, but what I kind of learned was that they basically work around the nation together in these little, like, the United Way of Cleveland will get money, but they'll give it to someone else if they need more money, mm-hmm. another United Way branch, mm-hmm. to give it to the communities that need it the most. Okay. They all started as local charities or, quote, community chest organizations. Oh, cool. Uh, that then teamed up to pool their resources. I know that because of Monopoly. Oh. I know what a community chest is. Okay. See, I just thought... When I played the game, I literally thought it was like Mario, and it was just a chest that they found. That who found? It's a fictional <laughs> game. What, like Jumanji? What yeah. did that? I just was like, oh, community chest. I found a chest in the street. Uh, we're and we're gonna put stuff, stuff in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's where all the money goes from the from the I'm like, taxes. I'm really smart, and then I have moments like this where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not that smart. So anyway, okay, the groups teamed up together and basically formed like a super charity. Great, cool. Uh, of yeah, of America, so that's United right. Way of America. Yeah. Oh, cool. Now, as I mentioned, they basically go into areas of the world that need help and talk with local schools, government groups, union, local activists, etc., and figure out where to put the money. And one such example of this was in 2005, they set up an alternative spring break program where you could go see a free concert if you volunteered for 10 hours. What? Yeah, so basically they, this was put into place after Hurricanes Katrina, Ivan, and Rita. Okay. And as long as they stay out of Zap, we yeah, should be good. no kidding. Just tell me the spring break wasn't on a fucking river. No, it wasn't on a river. Well, Fine. I mean, in Katrina, it was in New Orleans. Um, so, so here's the thing. As far as I can tell, they've done a bit of good in the world, obviously. Sure. But they haven't been completely free from scandal. Okay. So, Well, the fact that we're talking about them, for one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I assume they've done all this great stuff, and... I don't know what they've done, because I really don't understand what their charity does. No, yeah. So, uh, but if you know about United Way and you know good stuff, add us. Please tell me what they do. Yeah, that's um, your job now. They're like <laughs> <laughs> they're like the largest charity organization in the world, so, you know, United Way of the world. They're the largest charity organization in the world? I think so. And we have no idea what they do? Really? Or who yeah. they work with? Yeah. That's creepy. Well, you know. Okay. Keep up the good fight, United Way. Yay! Uh, Okay, so multiple CEOs of the organization have stolen money from United Way (laughs) and or misused funds. Okay, we do know that. So one such example was... So people still suck. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Washington, D.C. branch CEO Oral Sewer uh, basically stole $500,000 of money and eventually would be sentenced to 27 months in jail. Okay. Also, Oral Sewer, my nickname in college. (laughs) Was it really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that would have been a real coincidence. <laughs> Oral sewer. <laughs> that is the worst name you could name a person. <laughs> Oral sewer. I guess the worst, the the only worst name would be anal sewer. Well, no, it'd be like dump bucket or cum bucket. <laughs> <laughs> no, oral sewer is way worse than that. <laughs> oh, wow. did you did you hang out with oral sewer? Yeah, oh. we did all night long. Oh my god, he's trash. Oh. Um, so oral's follow up would also be ousted and forced to resign, although they were never charged. Oral's follow up was anal, <laughs> anal leakage. <laughs> So, William Aramoni, who is the leader of the whole damn thing, 
uh, what, United Way? Yeah, would go to jail for seven years and have to pay $300,000 for money abuse. Jeez. Ralph Dickerson Jr. Are who, you just going through all of the like CEOs of, of United Way that have gone to jail? Yeah. Wow. Ralph Dickerson Jr., who led the New York branch, would later reimburse United Way for 227000 that he had used for personal expenses. Good Lord. Stop giving money to the United Way, I guess. Well, and so here's the thing. I would also argue that there's a little bit of a scandal with Brian Gallagher, who would become president and CEO, and he would get paid $1.5 million a year as the company, quote, experienced its largest worldwide loss in revenue, volunteers, and donors in many years. Okay, so but that's a pretty, that's a pretty common but thing. But I also struggle with the fact that, like, I understand that if you are the CEO of a major charity, like, you should get paid well, and I don't, yeah. I don't have a problem with, like, a six-figure paycheck. In the like one to two hundred thousand range, it's that seventh figure that bothers you. Well, it's not just that. It's, it's what a, if it's a, a two? No, it's not a big figure. A two. The seventh one is like a two. But it's so I, you're so, getting a million dollar, a million and two dollars, maybe. No, I. It's, <laughs> would that bother you? Yeah, it would because you're still at a million. <laughs> but the problem I have is it's like you're working for this charity and you're taking one point five million of it. Never forget, Jason, that the greatest charity. That you can donate to is yourself. yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Brian believes that, I guess. Here's another thing, though, to dispute my claim, Mm -hmm. is that there's another scandal with the company where I guess they've they've struggled with anyone who works for them is always encouraged to donate to them, and if you don't, then people feel like you're going to lose your job. Wow. So, like, the... the, the, I think that they should just pay them less. You accomplish the same thing, but then you don't force people to donate to you. Right. You still keep the money, but you don't make people fearful of their job. Right. You just make them hate their job because they're not making enough money. Enough money, yeah. Yeah. Solved. Hashtag solved. (laughs) But their their largest scandal of all would be Balloon Fest. Really? Really? Yeah. Cool, because you went through a lot of other crap just now. Yep. Wow. So, So anyway, United Way would contact Treb Heining who owned the L.A. company Balloon Art. Treb Heining. I think so. Where do they find these people? I don't know. Oral Sewer got on the phone with Treb Heining. <laughs> yep. Jesus. Treb was known for his use of balloons in PR stunts and events. Well, he'd be the guy to call then. Yeah. I mean, I would hope he would be known for balloons since his company was called Balloon Art. Balloon Art. Yeah, yeah sure. What, did, what do you do at Balloon Art? Oh, I'm an oral surgeon. What? That just doesn't make any sense that yeah but the name is uh, oral surgery is just like not a sexy name you know balloon art it's great okay come on in i'll do your root canal for you that no i don't need a root canal i just wanted some balloons for my my daughter's well birthday. you leave with balloons oh so yeah no oh, okay. i also give you balloons when you go oh, out because it will tie into the name oh great well i'm I, oh i just broke my tooth i'm coming in all right so come on in <laughs> and then you'll get the free balloon free balloon free balloon right oh. surgery for hundred dollars but the balloons are free that seems excessive mm. so balloon art won the rights to the opening and closing ceremonies of the uh 84 olympics oh, right. the project manager of balloon fest tom hallowatch mm-hmm. is quoted as saying quote we had to design the logistics of filling hundreds of balloons that made olympic rings and then cheerleaders moved them to spell welcome oh. and then let them go after that, I worked on all Treb's large events, including the 30th anniversary of Disneyland in 1985. We had to design a way to blow up a million balloons, put them in bags of a thousand, and then carry them out into the street. This is where Pixar got the idea for Up. Oh. Obviously. Obviously. I'm going to go with that, yeah. Yes. But, uh, go. but in addition to that, 
So yes, you are correct. About up? Uh, about <laughs> the fact that the man who helped Disney take the title of most balloons released into the wild Guinness World Record helped another company destroy that record the following year. Well, that's, you know, an innovator wants to keep moving. All I, right? I'm just saying, like... Never be satisfied. If I were Disney, I'd be like, I, you're seeing someone else? Well, sorry, you're, Disney. You're seeing Cleveland? Yep. That is such a downgrade. Cleveland's paying me more. Have you know? Do you know what they call Cleveland? No, I don't. They call it the mistake on the lake, <laughs> which I think is so mean and so funny. So I'm really behind that name because it's mean and funny. Who calls it the mistake on the lake? Well, you know, Cleveland has a bad reputation, and I think we're going to learn part of that bad reputation. I always thought that people liked Cleveland. Well, I mean, guess some people do. I, people the from Cleveland. river caught on fire many times, I know. Oh. Because of all the toxic waste in it. Well, that's, I'm sure we're going to talk, yeah, about, talk that about that. We'll talk about that later, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. They've so, had their share, man. They, they have share? No, they don't have, have share. They, share won't go to much, Cleveland. How much do they want for her? we got to get her back. <laughs> She's fine. She's recording Mama Mia's music. Strangely. In Cleveland? Not in Cleveland, no. She's never gone there. Rescue Cher! She would never go. <laughs> anyway, Tom would work for Treb for a long time and, as I mentioned, be the project manager for Balloon Fest. Yes. Tom is quoted saying, quote, I was the project manager for this, this event. <laughs> Could you say that seven more ways? <laughs> I worked on it for six months and lived in Cleveland for a month preparing for it. We had to design a structure that filled a city square and could stand up to 90 mile per hour winds, which was building code. Wow. The one-piece net was fabricated by the exact company I found in SoCal who built the cargo nets for the space shuttle. Really? Yeah. Okay. So we got, like, space involved in Balloon Fest. Sure. And we got... Well, that's city, where they're headed. A city block, yeah. <laughs> the building would end up being the size of a city block, which was, I guess, 250 feet by 150 feet. A building they built to house the balloons, yeah. was it? Okay. I think a city block's bigger than that, isn't it? Well, it depends on your city. Like the little Lego cities that I built, the city block was like four inches by six inches. So that would host it's all scalable. Very tiny amount of balloons. Yeah, well, but Lego balloons, it would fit about one point eight million. Okay, Lego balloons. That I I believe that. Mm -hmm. I be <laughs> because Lego balloons are imaginary. <laughs> oh, I love going. Uh, I don't know if the ride's still open in Epcot. There's the uh, imagination. It is, it I love is, that one. It is open, and I hate that ride. It's just such a fun ride it's to get out really of It's really terrible. It's terrible, but it gets you out of the heat, and you always sure. get on quick. Other, yeah, that's true, and there's a reason. Yeah. It's well, a terrible ride. Could they spray skunk juice at you? They do. Yeah. All right, so anyway, the building was also three stories high. The top of the building had the netting to keep the balloons in, and no other ceiling, as far as I could tell. Okay. So just like this well, yeah, open you don't want structure. Other yeah, sure. I would have liked there to be a ceiling that, like, rises up, like there's going to be a rocket that launches out of it. Oh. Well, you know, Three, next, next time. Three, two, one. You're done! <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Watch the show. It's really good. <laughs> so the organization employed the help of a bunch of students to go out into the world and sell those balloons at two for the price of one dollar. Okay. As we talked about. Right. And the day before... I have conflicting accounts of this, by the way. Some sites were, like, several days, and some were, like, only the day before. Mm -hmm. 2,500 volunteers, a ton of students, again, inflated the balloons. I think it would take more than a day to blow they up were like, a million balloons. They were, like, it was, like, a 24-hour experience. Wow. Of... But here's the thing. I also love the fact that, like, charities can get away with child labor. Well, yeah, they're volunteering. No, I know, but it's sure. just, like, who's going to do this? I know who we'll get. We'll get a million little children to blow up our balloons. You sound really arch when the, you say that. It's terrifying. Yeah. 
And uh, I know it's for a good cause and all that, but there's something fishy about how many kids were the ones who did all this. And I then, don't know. I think it's great. I mean, wouldn't you, like, this thing is about to happen and it's going to break records in your town. Wouldn't you want to be kind of a part of that? No, I would. And here's the thing. If I were a kid back then, I would have wanted to be there, too. Um, I wouldn't have wanted to be there afterwards. I mean, I would have done that because, like, nobody was inviting me to go to places. So I would have done that. Why would no one inviting you to go places? I was a nerd. I was not a popular kid. Oh. I'd blow balloons up all night. I remember, did you ever do a lock-in? What's a fucking lock-in? Well, where you get locked in overnight in a thing with with kids. What the hell are you talking it's about? It's an overnight, it's a lock-in. We, you go with where? your classmates. Where? Where are they locking you in? They're not locked in, really. Are you, like, in a jail? Are no. they putting you in... Were you scared straight? We were... No, for <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> we were locked in in one of these... Um, uh, play spaces. Basically, it was like a, a McDonald's play space that was like, like a whole big building. Of was that. there an adult with you? Well, I think there was a chaperone somewhere, but they would stay in the front, and you just had the run of the building for the night, and that'd be fun. And nobody killed anyone. I mean, two or three people got killed, but we just hid them in the ball pit. Oh, okay. And they've never been found. <laughs> I, they did much to decompose with a low stink rate. That's why we put them in the ball pit, right? Because that's where all the kids are pooping and farting oh, anyway. God. So you wouldn't really notice a dead body in there. Don't poop in the ball pit. I don't poop in the ball pit. <laughs> I just dispose of dead bodies there. <laughs> Alright, so they were aiming for the whole two million balloons as originally planned, right? Mm-hmm. But they learned something bad. What? Dun, dun, dun. What? What? The weather was coming to fuck them. Oh, fun. Oh, um, wow. I mean, a storm was coming. I don't even know sure. how weather would have sex, but, you know. Right, ask Oral Sewer. <laughs> oh! Oh! He can't talk because his mouth is full of oral sex. <laughs> <laughs> it can't all be winners, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> or you dare cut this. I'm cutting that. <laughs> Um, so, at 1.50 p.m. on September 27th, 1986, and only 1,429,643 balloons, they decided to release them early to beat the oncoming storm. Okay, that sounds like an excellent idea. And at first, it was glorious. I'm sure. The photos really are spectacular. Really? I mean, Tom Sheridan took these photos that are just ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, out there, if you're listening, if you Google Balloon Fest 86, you can find the photos and see the glory for yourself. But for now, yes. we're going to do a special little new segment oh. and have Kevin look at the photos and describe them in his own words. How exciting! So I'm going to pull up the photos. All right. Uh, oh, Here we shit. go to the first photo. Oh, my God. That is so, incredible. So describe it. It's like um, a giant, colorful broccoli. Okay, in yeah. This, it's blooming over the city. Okay, and now describe this next photo. Oh, this is a... a the, the balloons are pushing up against the netting at the top of the, the building, and it's this giant hill of all the colors. Yep. Yeah, that's straining against the fucking... Oh, my God, we're scrolling now. Now it looks like the birds. Yep. It looks like a hive of bees that are up there. Uh, it's like this is taken from below and looking up into the balloon release, and it is... Like massive it's incredible birds, right yeah it does look like a swarm so we saw that one. Oh my god see this one more dispersed sure the balloons are uh, you know moving out above the city sure <gasps> isn't that amazing oh my god this has got to be just unbearable for people listening to the show but these are really <laughs> there's there's a picture now of the city hall I, I assume with all the balloons in front of it it's just beautiful and this one's my favorite photo okay and that's just balloons just... there's a little bit of white space in it but it's all 
color this dots. This final photo, if you can find it, it's literally just dots of balloons oh, everywhere. and there's Waldo. Oh. <laughs> it basically is, to me, like, the world. it would be the world's hardest puzzle, and I want to do it. Yeah, no, it does. So, oh, true. If this was a jigsaw puzzle, it would be like, the worst thing you ever did. But these yeah. photos are just truly magnificent, right? They are really incredible, yeah. So, okay. So, basically, these photos got taken, and it's just great. Like, every, everything's going well. Sure. And um, and great job, Kevin. You are a poet with your words. No, thank you. Yeah. All right. So back to the history. Okay. Even if you look past the trash that was being thrown up into the world. Well, sure. But they um, were decomposable, right? Yeah. Okay. But it's still fucking plastic. Okay. Okay, sure. It's not fair for me to say it's just trash, right? All right. But as I mentioned. Gorgeous trash. Before the latex balloons that Cleveland would use and were completely biodegradable, mm-hmm. it would take a few months for them to break down and disappear. Okay. So it's going to take months. Yeah. That's a while. It's a while, sure. And there are many animals that could get confused by balloons and eat them and then die. Oh. Even if they are biodegradable. Are we? Oh. Okay. So that's something to think about. Quote from uh, Jane Cahoon about the release. Mm-hmm. Quote, the tethered balloons, which had been filled throughout the morning by 2,500 students and volunteers inside an enormous white plastic balloon bin on the southwest quadrant of the square, resembled a huge multicolored dome before they were let loose. Within seconds after larger balloons lifted the net from the bin, the balloons obscured the tower, then floated skyward, soon becoming specks among the clouds. Amazing. So as you guessed it... At first, the balloons rose up like a bunch of evangelicals in the rapture, but then plans changed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, uh, before the storm arrived, there was a cold front, which pushed the helium-filled balloons down under the clouds, where they were then rained upon and became heavy. Okay. Um, So they didn't get past the clouds, the balloons? Under most circumstances, balloons with helium will stay afloat in the atmosphere until the helium is completely depleted, and then they will slowly float back down. Okay. But because this of the- time they froze and fell <laughs> hard. Could you fucking imagine it if was... they like solidified and just were like, oh my god, it'd be like the most colorful, most deadly hailstorm ever. We don't have Cleveland anymore, <laughs> right? This is when Cleveland died because of the cold front pushing them down, and then the rain adding the weight of the the balloons basically clogged the city, landing in the roads, the airport, and in the lake. What? Lake Erie, to be exact, where Cleveland is. Right. There were a lot of bad things that happened because the balloons went amok, but thousands of balloons falling into the water and sticking to the surface was particularly bad. Oh, my God. Especially for Raymond Broderick and Bernard Solzer, two fishermen. Okay. Oh, they were on the lake? Earlier that day, families of the two fishermen reported them missing. Yeah. They had gone out on Friday and hadn't returned. Later, after the storm passed, they would find the fishermen's boat at the Edgewater Park break wall... It had been anchored near it. Okay. But during the storm, the Coast Guard went out in search of the missing men. Okay. But before they were able to go out after the men, the balloons had been released, which pissed off the Coast Guard, who said basically the balloon people were irresponsible for not checking with them first or considering the weather to see if there was an issue. Oh, and so they're doing like a rescue and they are on a lake full of balloons? For a long time, they couldn't even take off because the helicopter, the balloons had formed their own cloud, and the crew was later quoted as saying it felt like they were, quote, Flying through an asteroid field. Jesus Christ! Yep. Then when they finally could take off, neither they nor the police on the land could figure out where the missing men in the water were, since every balloon looked like a bobbing head. Oh, no. Later, this is the, I mean, the exact opposite of... They, they only had, for reference... Like, Disneyland's balloons are in Nevada somewhere. Yeah. Right? They did not think they were going to go straight up and come straight back down again. Right. Oh, no. And uh, and later in the coming weeks, the bodies of the fishermen would wash up on shore. Oh, God. They had drowned. Thank you. In case you didn't know. I did. 
They were dead. I understand. Jesus. The autopsy later would reveal that the boat had probably capsized near the break wall, and they tried to swim to it, but weren't able to. Later, Gail Broderick would sue for the death of her husband, and United Way settled out of court with her. She was asking for $3.2 million for the wrongful death. We don't know what she got, but I hope most of it. Yeah. Mind you, if they had done the two million balloons at one for two, they would have raised one million dollars. Right. So just as a reference of where we are money-wise for this event. So they're down. They're down. They're down. Um, The balloons caused the local airport, Burke Lakefront Airport, to shut down because the runway was filled with balloons. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Cars in the city got into multiple accidents, either from hitting the balloons, swerving to avoid them, or people stopping to watch the the road and watch the balloons and then hitting other people. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, insane. It was basically Oh, my God. Can you imagine, like, the organizers (laughs) of this thing being like, like, it's so beautiful. And suddenly, like, crash, crash, crash. <laughs> like, and suddenly a plane just like yeah <laughs> crashes into the ground. Yeah, uh, oh. talk about rubbernecking, eh? Oh, eh? Okay, bye everybody. That's our show. <laughs> All right. So if that wasn't enough, Louise Nowakowski. You know what? Every time you say if that wasn't enough, it already was. <laughs> and then we have lots more show. <laughs> <laughs> so Louise right. Nowakowski owned some quote prized Arabian horses. Oh no! Um, they were scared by the balloons, which caused the horses to react in a way that would injure the horses. Okay. She would sue United Way for one hundred thousand dollars of damages done to the horses, and would settle out of court. All right, so we're down more. We're down more. Okay. I'm pretty sure that each time they asked for the money, like I'm, it wouldn't surprise me if United Way was like, "Yeah, we'll give you the full amount. Yes. Just don't put us in court." Yeah. For weeks, the balloons would plague the area and even invaded Canada's shores as they washed up. Finally, some got away. (laughs) So, P. Allen Woodliffe is quoted saying, quote, A short time ago, I was walking along the east beach of one of the special nature areas in Ontario Rondeau Provincial Park. I was greatly dismayed, however, when I saw balloons along the shore, not just one or two, but many. (laughs) In an average 200-yard stretch along the east beach, I counted 140 balloons. In the same average distance along the south beach, there were at least 300. This translated into anywhere from 10,000 to 15,000 balloons scattered along the eight and a half miles of shoreline at Rondo. Oh, my lord. Yeah. And in fact, until after the mess... I love this P. Allen Woodliffe, though. I was greatly I dismayed. Yeah. However. <laughs> I was really sad, eh? <laughs> in fact, after the mess of it all, United Way received a ton of shit for the stunt. Yeah, good. Yeah. My favorite of oh, all those, of I feel though, so bad for them. They were just trying to do a sweet little thing. My favorite of the shit they got, though, is from William F. Corrett. Okay. Quote, it is most distressing. It is most distressing. Yeah. I was greatly dismayed. <laughs> it is most this was 1985. I know. This was 1985. What is, why, why are people talking like this? <laughs> These are like it the, was truly a distressing event. These are like the five smart people left on the planet. Oh, that's the five that live in Cleveland. They went and got them quoting. That's the difference between then and now in the news. It's like now we look for the lowest common denominator. Yeah. Back in the day, they were looking for like people who were quotable. So William said, quote, It is most distressing to see pictures of the mass release of helium-filled balloons, as such activity involves loss of a non-renewable resource merely to gratify the urge to observe a visual spectacle. Beep, pop, boop, I have friends. <laughs> once re- I talk like this. Once released, the helium is gone forever, and the rare gas is hard to come by, and is much needed in non-frivolous scientific and industrial activity. All right, this guy needs to go <laughs> fucking <himself. laughs> Oh, my. 
my god. I just love the fact that he's like, you are wasteful. You are wasteful of the non-renewable resource that yeah. merely to gratify the urge to observe a visual spectacle. Why is this alien on the news quoting things? But Mr. Court, like, we, we want to have a little bit of fun. Don't you want to have some fun? Fun is not a biological imperative the way that air and helium and natural gases are. <laughs> there is no room for fun. This guy. I love it. This guy um, has no friends. So, there are a lot of people out there that are pissy about how the money was spent and how they made bad calls, sure. right? For example, the city spent over $500,000 on the balloons. And they only got a million dollars for them. And then they spent Sad. millions for the death, and then 100000 for the horses. And so then the city's down, too. Clean, yeah. Oops. So, Floyd Ryman Schneider... These names, by the you way, are, are on point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would write, quote, It seems to me the money spent for this stunt, $500,000, could have been used to much better advantage, seeing as how most of the funds were probably from donations from people who donate because they believe their money is going for a good cause, such as helping out the more unfortunate. You're right. The good cause, like killing Arabian horses and fishermen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm donating for. Yeah. Jesus. There's too many horses and fishermen in the world. Agreed. Yeah. Let's get the United Way on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, in theory, it was a cute idea that would inspire people to give and get the word, word out, but it, like, really backfired in an epic way. I'll say. So, Tom, how This is perfect. This is a perfect uh, topic for us. I know. Like, it is just, it was the best intention possible. <laughs> just completely wrong. <laughs> and it fucked up so entirely. Well, and they did it so much right. Like, they did the building to code. Oh, they yeah. did the, like, they... They planned it out. Yeah. Well, this reminds me of, like, catering events sometimes or, like, party things. Because yeah. I've worked in that industry for a long time. And you work hard on setting up the event and everything is gorgeous. Everything is perfect. And then the guests come in and ruin everything. Well, like, and what's so funny is that they were so they so strategy-oriented. And then the storm comes. And the, instead of saying, hey, let's just, like... Wait it out. Some balloons will pop in the storm, and we'll release it after. They were like, "Release it now! Release it now! <laughs> Quickly!" The storm. Yeah, it's like. I mean, or, that was agree. I agree that was a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> it was like they had so much common sense until that last minute. Yeah. So anyway, Oops. the project manager Tom Hallowatch mm -hmm. would later get a job with Disney. In 1990. Oh, okay. He worked there for five years and now lives in Hawaii, where he is the manager of a theater of uh, a community college. Just the real success story out of this situation. Yeah. Love he, that like, guy. But I just love the fact that, like, he helped with this terrible event, and then Disney was like, hey, we'll take you back. Yeah. Disney, <laughs> Disney was all set, upset that, that you, you're going to Cleveland? Yeah. And then Tom was, like, done with the thing, and the, the relationship with Cleveland didn't really work out, yeah. right? So Disney was like, I've been waiting. All right, so we don't know how much money was spent on the cleanup and damages of the lawsuits, but I'm betting you the fundraiser did the opposite of what it was supposed to they do. They probably did not make a lot of money yeah. for charity. Sure. I will tell you this, though. Thankfully, they got into the Guinness Book of World Record in 1988 for, the quote, Largest ever mass balloon release. Well, good. Then it was all worth it. Yeah. No problem. Two deaths, uh, a couple of injured Uncharted horses. Uncharted money given away, yep. uh, and unknown environmental disaster to the area. But they're in the world record book. They did it. They and how. And how. Yeah. So what is the bright side? I don't know. I. This is lovely. <laughs> this was actually a really hard one for me. Really? To so, find the bright side of this? Okay. The balloons were, in fact, biodegradable. Yes. So, yeah, it, it took months for them to biodegrade, but all in all, they didn't just shoot plastic in the world to live forevermore. Rubber. Well, latex. 
is rubber. Oh, it is? Yeah. I didn't know that they were one and the same. I Latex rubber. It's a type of rubber. Oh. Okay. I'm sure there's plastic in it. I don't know the composition of a balloon, much less a biodegradable balloon. But here's something that's kind of tragic. Think about people who are allergic to latex. Yes. Can you imagine you're there and they suddenly fire this out and then they start raining down in the city and you're just like, ah, oh, run my, away! Oh my lord. <laughs> Maybe the fishermen were allergic to latex. Maybe that's what oh, really happened. God. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I God. guess I shouldn't be kidding about that. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, it's biodegradable, slightly deadly to some people, <laughs> but you know, at least it's biodegradable. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And tasty. Just ask the turtles. Oh, I'm sorry. Poor turtles. Hey, dude, I'm crush. <laughs> I mean, this balloon. <laughs> it's biodegradable, bro. So good. Gosh, it's like being there. I'm so good at uh, impersonation. Um, so, a ton of people... You do seem just like a person. <laughs> uh, a ton of people got active, even though it was a flawed event. And hopefully people weren't really turned off from activism after that. But they were active, you know? For at least one night. I see what you mean. Like, like it inspired civic pride. Right. Right. So those kids that you were making fun of before. Well, after they saw that their event killed people, I'm just hoping that they were not, like, discouraged. Like, like every I'm, time... not, I'm not going out of my room again. Yeah, like, every time I go help people, they right. die. Oh, my God. It's, it was better when people weren't inviting me places. Billy, you have charity service. No! Not again! I can't, I can't live with that guilt. Also, the bright side, think of just how many therapists were employed about oh this God. for so many years. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Because these kids knew that they had a hand in, like, killing people and uh, shutting down the, the airport and destroying the lake. How fun. Well, and one thing I will say is that another kind of odd bright side of this is that, like, at least United Way settled out of court. Like, they realized they were in the wrong and they did, they did a mistake. And so, like, they didn't drag it out for the fisherman's wife. They didn't drag it out for the woman with the horses. Like, they didn't... Yeah. They, they, it seems like they stepped up and yeah. took accountability when and that, they realized that they had completely fucked up an entire And that matters, city. yeah. Sure. And, it, I mean, and, and, and I made fun of them a little bit for, like, the scandals they had with all the people stealing money. But, like, they when the company finds out about it, they clean house. Listen, we embezzle on the sly, for sure. But when we destroy <laughs> cities, we pay right up. Yeah. All right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, take the good with the bad. I'm thinking maybe next time we have a charity organization, we shouldn't embezzle. <laughs> okay. Someone who's never met people. <laughs> Beep, pop, boop. Where'd you come from? <laughs> Don't waste helium. <laughs> that guy was amazing. Another thing is for Brightside is that the images that came from it were truly splendid. They are. Like, and that will bring people joy. It doesn't taint the image for you seeing the balloons i mean i encourage people to go look at some pictures because they are incredible to see that many balloons like to see the moment of release and know that it's real not cgi well that too but the idea that they destroyed a city and killed people doesn't like taint it for you at all how pretty it is because it doesn't for me okay i'll tell you that right now i'm just saying that nature is beautiful and cruel (laughs) And, and balloons are part of nature. Yeah, well, <laughs> we've made it a part of nature yeah, by we, shooting it into the wild. It's a part of nature now. Look at the lake. <laughs> I, I did read something, and I left it out because um, I was like, maybe they learned, but they didn't. Because somewhere in <laughs> Cleveland, I guess, someone passed away. It was tragic in a car accident, and they decided to do a balloon release in honor of him. Yeah. And I was like, why? You, you did this well, before. Well, I don't think they did a million of them, though. I'm pretty sure they're going to. 
No, <laughs> like you said, this is like the biggest one ever, right? It still I stands. Think so if you if if you out there know of a bigger one, no, this is the biggest one ever. It still stands. Oh, it as does. The, I think so. Oh. as the largest release of balloons, and look, it will never be surpassed because it went so badly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if you do, if you break, shatter records, right? And it goes terribly. No one's gonna attempt that record again. I know. That's like uh, that's like I can drink the most water at once, and then my stomach explodes. Right, and you die. And then everyone's like, "Well, they did it." I mean, you did do that, and then died. So we're not yeah. doing that because we now we know they died dead. <laughs> so yeah, I think one of the bright sides is we are never going to attempt this again that, as a society. That is a good bright side. And, yeah. that, and here's the thing. We shouldn't, because we shouldn't be shooting fucking plastic latex, even if it is bio-fucking degradable, right. into the world. Well, I think people get that now. It's not healthy. <laughs> think of all the plants that got covered in balloons. Oh, the plants. Think of the plants. Thing. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. Think of the plants. People the, died, Jason. Think of the turtles. I know. Oh, I do feel bad about that. But I'm much more about animals than hey, plants, dude, personally. Think oh. of me. Is that Crush again? I don't even know what that was. It's not Crush, if that's what you're going for. <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, Disney. I'm ready for you yeah. to hire me your as a voice actor. On point. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you know that if you lose your balloon at Disney, they will give you another one for free? Really? Yeah. And if your balloon pops, they'll give you another one for free. I've never, I don't want to buy balloons because of the, like, I don't like the idea of one balloon, like, getting loose and then falling somewhere that I don't know about. I know. So, this whole thing just makes me, it's cringeworthy because it's like, at one point, you know, fucking four million of that feeling, you know? <laughs> so, exponentially I know, if you think worse. about it, in three years, it was almost four million balloons. God. Well, at least they're gone now. We assume. Some. Yeah, some are still probably hanging out in Nevada, yep. I'm sure. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us for another insane week on <laughs> on the Bright Side. We hope you've learned some fun stuff about what not to do around balloons. And get ready uh, for next week. We've got a, a topic delivered to me by uh, one of our wonderful listeners and one of my very close uh, family friends and who I consider family, uh, Dee Dee. Oh, cool. And it's going to be a good one. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So look out. Look, look out, world. Cleveland. <laughs> We're coming for you. <laughs> no, they've had enough problems. Yeah. Good luck, Cleveland. Uh, thanks for joining us on another episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. Have yeah. a great week. Keep your balloons safe. Mm-hmm. Beep, bop, boop. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at BrightSideKandJ, and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.TheBrightSideWithKevinAndJason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on The, the Bright, bright Side! side.